Your Minnesota Wild tee off against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight at 8 p.m. in Chicago on a nationally televised game on ESPN. While they won't come out and flat out say it, they are accepting the fact they will not be winning the Central Division. And while they will compete, they left several players at home, including Kirill Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Spurgey, and Brodeen, all stayed home in St. Paul yesterday when the team charter took off at 3.30. And there are plenty of lineup changes to get to. None more exciting than the debut tonight of Brock Faber, the defenseman who just 48 hours ago or 72 hours ago lost the national championship game with the Gophers to Quinnipiac uh, in overtime in a, in a thrilling game that ended not the way Minnesota uh, wanted. But Brock Faber landed at home yesterday, Easter Sunday, with the team at 3.30 in the morning. And 12 hours later, was back at MSP on a wild charter flight heading to Chicago after he signed a contract, a three-year deal with the Minnesota Wild, and he immediately draws in on the blue line for the Wild tonight. So what does it look like? With Spurgey and uh, Brodeen staying home, the top deep pairing will be Jake Middleton and Kalen Addison. The second pairing, Gopher fans will like this. They've paired Brock Faber with Goose. Former gopher Alex Goligoski uh, will be mentoring his new gopher rookie Brock Faber on the second D pairing. And then the third D pairing will be John Merrill and Klingberg. So Middleton and Addison, Goligoski and Faber, and Merrill and Klingberg. Should be exciting. I was wondering, as I had mused on previous podcasts, if... They should sign Brock when they're burning a year and it's three games left in the season. Um, and some of the defensemen that have been bouncing around in the lineup were playing a little better, but they clearly believe Brock Faber's ready to play. They believe he's a top four D-man. And even though he's playing top four tonight with the, with uh, Spurgey and Brodine at home, it certainly will be interesting to see how he handles the workload tonight. The other lineup changes. Uh, Johansson, Goudreau, and Boldy move up to the first line. That's just by definition since Zuki and Kaprizov are home. Uh, Gustav Nyquist will be uh, with Felino and Steele again. They'll anchor the second line. That's going to be fun to watch. Nyquist had two assists in his NHL, in his, NHL, in his wild debut. Um, and then the third line's the one to watch. Marco Rossi back with the team. He'll be centering Hartman and Nick Patan. Rossi and Patan were the top two point scorers for the Iowa Wild this season. They both got assigned to Chicago yesterday, and they are joining the team, and that's going to be exciting to see how Rossi uh, will play. Originally, when they sent Rossi down earlier this year, it looked like he'd play two or three weeks in Iowa and then get recalled back up. Instead, he played three or four months. He scored 50 points in 51 games in Iowa, and it'll be really interesting to see if there's a much of a change uh, when he returns to the team for the first time in several months. And then Nick Patan, who I think played two games for the Wild earlier this year when they were going through injuries, he'll be a wing on that Rossi third line with Hartman on the other side. And then the fourth line stays the same, Dewar centering Duhame and Reeves. And again, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Spurgeon, and Brodine all staying home. They didn't broadcast it, but this was the plan from the beginning when they uh, had Kirill play uh, the other night against the Blues, uh, that they would keep him home for this one, and then he is expected to play. Actually, all four uh, should play probably tomorrow night in the back-to-back end of this series, and they'll play Winnipeg at XL. 
Goaltending tonight, for the first time in 15 games, the Wild is starting the same goalie in two consecutive games, which means the Gus bus is pulling into Chicago. He's 10-1-5 in his last 16, 1-8-1 goals against and a 9-42 save percentage. This guy's hot. He has the second best save percentage this season. And uh, this is he's playing, as we know now, for quite a while. He's a far cry for what we saw his first week of the season when he was giving up five or six a game, six goals a game. So uh, this pretty much makes it pretty clear where the Wild are with goaltending. Gus will be starting game one in the playoffs, and I would expect, barring a shutout, that the flower would draw in for game two of the playoffs. But that's next week. we got to focus on this week. Tonight, the Wild play Chicago. Tomorrow night, the Wild host Winnipeg. Day off on uh, Wednesday, and then Thursday they close off the season at Nashville, in a, which I think will be a largely a Iowa Wild contingent there because the Wild are, like I said at the top, the Wild are settling into their playoff position. They're comfortable in the third spot. Maybe would get the second spot and host Dallas, but it certainly looks like the Avs are going to take the division and Dallas and Wild second and third. So Colorado, Dallas and Wild, they all have three games left. So that game in hand, Colorado used it yesterday, and they uh, came back down 4-2 to two against Anaheim. They won the game in regulation 5-4, and they sit atop the division with 104 points. Dallas has 102, and the Wild have 100. So the Wild are four points out of first, two points out of second. Something funny could happen, and the Wild could pass Dallas and then have home ice advantage, but it looks most likely like this is where we're going to be. Colorado 1, Dallas 2, and Wild 3. None of the three division leaders play any games in which they will not be favored. So save for the double negative, let's say it a different way. The Wild, the Avalanche, and the Dallas Stars will be favored in all three of their final games which gave the Wild reason to think why kill themselves to try to get a Central Division title that they probably wouldn't get and instead mix in a couple guys, get Marco Rossi some time, get Brock Faber some time, get Nick Patan some time, and then when we get to next week, you'll have a healthy lineup. Sands for the big miss, of course, and that's Jules Eriksson Eck, who by all accounts will miss not just this week but the first round of the playoffs. I neglected to say it. You know where you're at. You're with the Wild Minute with Troy. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple. Our production team just a couple weeks ago launched um, an Instagram account. That's Wild Minute Troy on Insta. You got a question, just email me, wildminutetroy at gmail.com. Love, like, listen, share, follow. Spread the good word. Where where, where you go for quick hits? No 45-minute pods here. We'll set you up for the game in five, six, seven minutes, sometimes two minutes, sometimes eight minutes. But it's going to be a quick hit. It's going to set the table, and you'll be able to go to the game or watch the game and be fully informed on what's going on. Again, Wild Minute with Troy. We'll break it down tomorrow morning. Hopefully a wild win, but it's going to be exciting to see Brock Faber's NHL debut. And it's also going to be exciting to see Marco Rossi and see how he's coming along. We'll talk to you.